Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode 225 of Your Career Podcast. Well, hello and thanks for joining me today. Whether you're looking for a job or seeking inspiration in your career, you've come to the right place. Today, my interview is with Nikki Bickley, who's based in Sydney. Now, before we dive into the interview with this amazing SEO expert, I have some important information for you. If you're reassessing your career or thinking about looking for a new job, then check out all of my career support resources and download my Smart Goals and Weekly Tasks action plan from janejacksoncoach.com to keep you on track this year. There, you'll also find the link to the Careers Academy, which is your one-stop career management and outplacement solution to help you create a meaningful and rewarding career and learn how to get to where you really want to be. I provide corporate training as well as one-on-one coaching. So whether your company wants to provide career development and leadership training, or you want private coaching, reach out. It's an honor to be named one of LinkedIn's top voices in Australia. So follow me on LinkedIn and send me a direct message to say hello. I share career help videos, live broadcast, and my careers newsletter via my LinkedIn profile. So follow my profile for the latest career information. Now let's find out about our latest guest, Nikki Bickley. She is a self-proclaimed software nerd with an addiction to learning. With over 20 years in the corporate arena working for a software company, she climbed to the top levels of management experiencing company growth from four staff only to over 500 staff members. She's experienced company takeovers, venture capital investment, and finally the company sale. Now, Nikki was ready for a new challenge and made the successful career transition into small business. She created her own company, helping to simplify software, social media, and SEO for small businesses. Her background in tech, teaching, and customer service means that she makes SEO simple and has over 10,000 followers on her social media platforms and is very active also on LinkedIn. And by the way, she's an avid painter focusing on seascapes and marine animals as a little known fact. So let's welcome Nikki to the show. Hi, Nikki. It's good to have you here. Hi, Jane. I'm really pleased to be here. I'm excited about this um, because I believe there's the butterfly effect and just something that someone might say in one of these podcasts could actually touch someone else and make an impact on their lives. 
And I'm just so pleased that I'm able to share my life with you and talk about it. <laughs> I'm so happy as well because you've had such an interesting career journey and I've been following you on LinkedIn and because you do so much with social media and search engine optimization, but there's a really interesting story here. So before we do anything else to kick us off, tell me about your early aspirations for your career when you were a little girl, if you had any. Well, I'm not sure if I really had many aspirations when I was little. Um, I think I just enjoyed playing and um, and growing up on Morton um, Bay. So I suppose I always knew I was going to go into the kind of science area, though. And I probably, I was annoying, I think, to my career advisor at school because I I kept saying, okay, well, I know I'm doing my science degree, uh, so which subject should I be doing? And there was no discussion of what job or things I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to do a science degree. That was it. You That's know, where it, I had it. it's such a shame that in school people don't get more of an idea of where these qualifications and degrees might lead them later on because it sounds like a great, great idea, you know, take a degree in this, that or the other, but where is it going to lead you ultimately or what those jobs do, because I think a lot of kids get taught uh, be a doctor, be a lawyer, um, they hear of those careers, but there's so many more careers and careers changing with technology in particular that don't actually exist when they're at school. Mm. Um, but you don't know, like I've asked some of my cousin's children, you know, oh, you want to be a lawyer. Do you know what a lawyer does? Hmm. And they don't know what a lawyer does. They don't. They just. They just know of this kind of what they should be. And and you're spending a lot of time in your life doing the work in it. And I've had so many friends that went through and did law degrees and then changed. I mean, it was a great foundation for what they do, but they didn't enjoy the actual work. Yeah, you need to know what it is that really makes you tick. And you've had such an interesting career path because you started off in your early days as a programmer and then a maths teacher in education and then a computer teacher before getting into customer and client services within financial services. So you've been in education and financial services, software support, and then now you're an entrepreneur. So all of these changes, there must have been something that prompted you to make a change and pivot a little bit in your career. Tell, tell us the story. Oh, okay. So I started off at uni doing my degree. I did a lot of subjects in my degree because I like challenge and variety. And so I did pharmacology, physiology, zoology, chemistry, biochemistry, physics, maths, all the, all the maths, numerical maths, statistical maths, pure maths. Um, so I just I just went through the gamut of all the subjects and Russian, threw that in there as well. Couldn't kind of, I just, I liked it all. And eventually I think my parents said, you need to go out and get a job at some stage. So I finished my degree in pure maths because uh, that's what I had the most towards. Um, and then I went out and it was, it was a little bit of nepotism to start with. I think that's something... Um, my a lot of my family members were working for National Mutual and um, and at that stage they had a real policy of, you know, getting people to um, recommend 
their friends and family to the company. And so um, I started working at National Mutual in, um, in the corporate super section doing programming. So, so that one was not so much a choice. <laughs> Let's steer the child into a degree, into, into some life um, work. And so then um, I went through and that I enjoyed working there and got a bit of corporate experience. And then they did retrenchments. And um, I took it as the opportunity. Um, there was another girl there who was retrenched at the same time, same area, and she didn't take it as an opportunity. She was very negative about it and um, angry at the company and that sort of thing, whereas I took it as an opportunity. Um, they had career specialists that we could talk to and I sat down and worked out with them that really, why wasn't I being a teacher? This was, you know, I did maths, should be a maths teacher. Um, so I went and did my grad dip ed in um, teaching and then went out to the schools and taught. And I loved, um, I love maths, there's no doubt about that, and I loved imparting the knowledge. Um, but I wasn't ready at that stage, I think, for the um, different things that come as part of a teacher's role. Um, there was a lot of... Um, there's a lot of drug abuse at the school and a lot of um, violence on the, the children and I, I didn't deal well with that because uh, I'd come from a very cosseted lifestyle and um, family and um, it was overwhelming and I actually went through depression at that stage and, um, and had a, a bad experience. So uh, it was probably one of the worst moments of my life, one of the worst periods. I now look back at it though as one of the most um, life-changing times of my my life. It, it actually, I think, made me the person I am today. So I really, um, yeah, I, I went through the depression and then came out of it and started to work as a, a business um, coach in a uh, business centre helping adults who are much better than children. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd had half of my form class expelled for drug use. So it wasn't a great school <laughs> to go to. Um, and the comparison was I, I helped adults with Word and Excel and suddenly they were giving me bottles of Baileys at Easter time and I thought, wow, this is the way. Adults are really wonderful. I should teach them. And then as I was doing it, I thought, well, I should really run my own business. I want to go into people's home, uh, businesses and help them with Word and Excel and how to use them better. And at that time, I um, showed my business plan to one of my good friends because uh, he had a business and was successful at it and, um, and said to him, you know, this is my business plan. What do you think of it? And then why don't you outsource your training because he had this superannuation software company. Why don't you outsource your training to me? And he said, oh, you have to know super. And I said, well, that's what I knew that was my first job. I worked in corporate super, which to me is what happens in life is this, um, this connection. You don't realise at the time all these bits, you don't regret anything you've done because they all kind of come together at some point in the future and help you out. And, and that's what happened. He went, oh, so you do know super. And then he said, well, actually, why don't you come work for me? Uh, and that's where I started with his company, um, Supercorp, doing superannuation software. 
supposed to be training them, but then it expanded into supporting the clients and um, and lots of jobs because it was four people when I started with the company and I loved it. And then the company grew and grew and grew and we ended up um, selling the company to um, AMP and it became Super Concepts and a big um, combined company. And when I finished there, I was working in a company of 500 people. So um, definitely through the growth and the experiences of small business through to corporate business. And then at the end of my boss's three-year tie-in, he finished with the company and that's where I kind of thought, well, I'm not, I don't have the passion anymore for this. I'm a little bit tired and I need something else to fulfil me. Um, and I sat down and did, um, I don't know if anyone knows, and I'm not going to say the word right, ikigai, um, and and sat down, which is a, a process of thinking through what um, what you love doing, what you're good at, what the world needs and um, what you can actually be paid for um, and trying to work out in that mix what's the perfect thing for you to do and and then went out and decided, okay, that's what I love doing is helping the clients. I absolutely loved working with the clients and helping them to achieve and it's these small businesses which I think are the backbone and I basically decided that was what I was going to do, automate and help them with automation and then it kind of it changed within the company as well because um, I hadn't done the need as much. I hadn't thought about the need as much and the need really out there was for search engine optimising and getting up and running on social media and so I tweaked the company and found my niche and I'm, I'm, I love what I do. I absolutely love what I do now. It's so interesting to hear all the different pivots that you had because, you know, interesting when you go back to when you first experienced that redundancy and then through exploring what was important to you, you found what you really wanted to do and that was to teach. And unfortunately, although the teaching side of it, the functional capability was good, it was the environment wasn't the right one for you. And gosh, what a challenge that would have been um, in, in the school environment. Well, it, it, the thing is, is that it, it just depends on the school. And where it does. It, is. it does. And, yeah. And, it, and but it and right certainly taught you a lot of good lessons, didn't it? Because, oh. but but I'm so sorry to hear that it affected your mental health because it would have been so hard to see other people suffering too. Um, but being able to pull yourself out of it and then reassess yet again is, you know, it's such an important thing to do. And it's wonderful that you had had help and then helping adults. Again, it's still tied into the education. So this helping tendency is is a common thread, isn't it? Is, is it as your I think career has progressed? That's what you have to find is that yeah. that part that you enjoy doing that mm. and it doesn't matter how it forms in life, it it will come through um, and and you'll see it. Sometimes I think if you look back and that's where I think people like yourself come in play to actually help someone look back and see that thread because sometimes you're too close to it and you can't actually um, see the common thread but you can actually, by listening to them talk, you can actually pull out that thread and kind of go, well, that seems to be the thing you enjoy doing. Mm. And once you've got it, then then you can kind of 
surround it with the things that you love as well and 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 point it in the right direction. But sometimes seeing it is a little hard when you're close to it. But the whole point of life and work, we spend about 90,000 hours in our life working. If we're not enjoying it, not enjoying the job function, not enjoying the environment or not enjoying the people, it's wonderful when it all comes together and it works well. But if there's something missing, then it's a good time to reassess. And it sounds like through all the experiences that you've had, it's made your life richer and it's turned your career into something that's really successful and so automate now sounds like a fabulous business providing search engine optimization social media um, support and also software support so so tell me running run your own business now how does that feel and what are the challenges well i love it that that's (laughs) i love running my own business um i think i think it's as I said earlier, I, I actually was going to start the business 20, 25 years ago um, and it wouldn't have been a good time then. I, I look back now and think if I had, had have started it, it wouldn't have been successful because I think to be in business you need to have some experience behind you. Um, I do think you need to go through and work with other people and and learn from other people and experience some of the uh, business parts in a kind of safe environment so that when you do step out, you've got that knowledge behind you to make it successful because it is hard. I mean, you know, a lot of businesses fail after two years. I've made it, uh, <laughs> but a lot of businesses do. So you have to you have to kind of have a little bit of knowledge there. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's different. It's working by yourself to start with. Um, some people may grow the business. I, having experienced having many staff over the years and I loved my staff and we still um, go on camping trips and things like that together, but I don't want to have staff again. I, I want to just have it as a small business. I know exactly the limits that I want on it. Um, I don't have the aspirations to make it huge and and you know, a big business. That's that's not what's important to me. Um, some people, they want to create a, a big organisation. Um, for me, it's it's the helping part, as, as you said. So mm-hmm. I love it. It's changed my life. I get to live, work from home, which many do now anyway, um, but when I changed over, that wasn't really as much of an option. Um, I get to have my puppy dog, which I love, um, and... Uh, and work the hours that I need because I am not a morning person. <laughs> that's, a, that's something I've learnt and everyone's learnt over the years. Um, I get to work the hours with computing. I can I can suit the hours into my um, my perfect hour days and. Um, yeah, yeah, I love it. The flexibility when you're running your own business is amazing, isn't it? But, you know, it's interesting because when you pivoted into your own business and you're thinking, what do I want to do? Do I want to build an empire or create a lifestyle business? And it sounds like you've created a really good lifestyle business that you can build up as big as you want or keep it as small as you want. So who are your target clients? Who do you work with typically? Um I work with, well, it's small business owners um, and I I actually have a variety of clients because in search engine optimization, um, if I had two plumbers, mm. then I'd have to be going against myself, competing against myself in the work that I do. Um, so I actually have people across different industries. Um, 
I have a glazing supplies company, um, a, a, a trade tradesman. Um, I have people in the arts area. I have people in um, uh, product. I've got people with online businesses. So it ranges. It's it's just that small business that I focus on, um, and. Uh, and I try to get uh, local businesses. I believe thoroughly in um, helping the local business succeed. Um, you know, everyone's gone through difficulties during the pandemic, so it to me it's important to to come back to the local businesses. So um, I have a number of businesses around my area that I work with, um, but I am expanding it in the new year. I'm going to create a. I am creating a course for small businesses online. Um, that I'll be sharing and it's that's so that I can help more businesses than I'm doing now Um, because as I said I I want the limits of how many people I'm helping one-to-one but I want to share the knowledge I I believe they're the backbone of the country so I want everyone to do well so that's my yeah small businesses we need it for the Australian economy and we've had such a hard time for two years now with COVID and it's so wonderful that you're supporting local businesses what is your local area uh, I live in Wynnum in Brisbane mm-hmm. and and I love Wynnum I have a bit of a passion for my local area and mm-hmm. on all the groups for Wynnum um, and I yeah, so I, I do help people all over the country, but I do love to help the people in, in Wenham to succeed um, yeah. and get better. Yeah, and oh, how lucky for you to be in Queensland. Yes. <laughs> when, I love when it. New South Wales was in lockdown and, oh, my goodness, poor Victoria that was in lockdown for so long. It was really challenging. And I know I was so envious of, of how well Queensland was doing. But anyway, I think we're all good. We're all good for 2022. That's I it. Looking forward sounds, to it. Yeah, and it sounds like you've got some exciting things uh, happening for, you know, uh, across the nation as well In uh, with the, the launch of your, what's it going to be called, your online program? it's going to be called um seo simple seo course it's mm-hmm. it's very i want it to be simple and i've actually uh when i've been working through it i've um i'm not teaching everyone how to do seo mm. because they're small businesses they don't have time i don't do waffle i don't do guff in it i want it to be as short as possible mm. um and to the point with really actionable steps Mm-hmm. So I'm taking through, it's it's meant to be a, um, was going to be 30 days, it's got a bit longer, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's going to be basically each day there's a step that you can do to just improve your search engine optimization so that people can um, just work through it and by the end of it they know they've done stuff that will actually mean that their um, their business will get more visible in, in Google. So that's I think it's so one. important that, that small businesses are able to outsource to a professional such as you to be able to get stuff done because so often with small businesses, everyone tries to do everything themselves and then you end up doing so much of the work that you're not so good at. Someone else who is trained and, and highly skilled in that area could do it in half the time that you could do it. It makes sense to outsource. So, if someone was uh, running their own business and they wanted to build it up, if they're in Wynnum or anywhere in Australia, what would you say are your top three tips for search engine optimization from Automate Now? Right, the top 
top tips. So the first one I would give is um, make sure you've got your Google My Business um, set up. So that's a free listing that you get with Google and um, it shows you up in uh, when you look at a search page these days, you'll often see a map in the middle of it and you can only get in that map if you've got your Google My Business set up. So that's the first thing is that you need to to get it set up. And I do have um, on my Automate Now channel, um, so I have a YouTube channel and I have a video showing you how to do that if you don't know how to set up a Google My Business um, link. So that's uh, the first step. Before you carry on, I've had a look at your YouTube channel. It's amazing. If anyone hasn't had a look already, look for Automate Now and that's a-U-T-O-M, the number eight now, automate now, very clever. Uh, <laughs> has so many fabulous videos there and, and, and it really helps to get a taste of what you need to do. Um, and then if you need more, then you can reach out to her. So get Google My Business up and running. What, what That's next? the first step. Mm-hmm. Second step, I would say, is to look at uh, where your audience, where your prospects are, um, and and try and work out what platform they really would be looking at when they're trying to search for you um, and what stage they would be looking at. So, um, for instance, if I was a um, looking at an optometrist store, um, optometrist people know I need new glasses. They know to search for optometrists. When they're looking, they would go to Google and they would search there. Um, if... Instead, I have a my optometrist um, does special contact lenses at night when I sleep and I take them out in the morning and they're called OptiKs. No one really seems to know about those. Uh, so if I was that optometrist, I would be trying to get awareness about my product. So I would need to be telling people about it. So people aren't going to be searching on Google for it because they won't know about the product. So I need to teach them about it and the place to do that is in one of the social media platforms and then I'd look at my audience and say, well, where are these people mostly looking? Most of them are on Facebook. So on Facebook I would do uh, social media or ads on there. So it's really looking at where your audience is and trying to pinpoint where you should be putting your energy because Small business, you don't have time. You need to be putting it where you're going to get the most effect. Um, So to me, it's all a strategy um, that I do with people, that it's not just – I don't just point to SEO and say that's the answer. Um, It's a big part, but I think you need to really think about where your audience is and get them in place. You know, it's it's interesting because – it sounds like you need to get people aware of what they need without them even knowing what it is that they need. And so that's that's such a good strategy to be where they hang out and then give them information to teach them that, hey, did you know there was this new product, whatever it might be? And then they might think, oh, maybe I want that. Maybe that's, I need it. Yes. Yeah? So, that's, it. so that, that's a clever way of, of doing it. And what's tip number three? Tip number three. Oh, you got me now. Um, I would say the third tip um, is understanding the words people are searching for. So if um, you have sometimes in your industry you have really um, words that you know that your clients don't really know, 
don't don't focus your words in your in your text on your pages on that. Um, you need to make sure you're using the words that people who are searching would use. Um, so they won't know, like in that um, optometrist example, they won't know the word optique. They might know contact lens. So you have to you have to kind of make sure you're using the words that the people are searching are using. Um, I go into that a lot in my SEO courses and and when I work with clients, um, because you need to you need to get that wording right and it's really important to put it on your homepage. Can I throw another one in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Please do. I have so many people that I get when I see their their pages, their homepage. They particularly photographers, they don't put much text on the page. And at the moment, Google is still searching. It still finds things via text. So if you have a web page and you have not much text on there, on that home page, Google has no idea really what you do. So it won't put you up for the as the answer to anyone's searches. So you need to, you need to make sure you've got enough text on that first page so that Google can understand what you do. Um, that's that's something that I've just come across so many times. Mm. Yeah. There's there's so much to it. There's all these hints that I have in the in the book that we go through. But um, and I'm I am considering putting it out as a book as well. So I think you should. You know you know yeah. what I mean. Honestly, for credibility and exposure and just ongoing um, promotion of what it is that you can provide, as well as helping people with your book as well. Uh, Publishing a book is one of the the best things for your business. Of course, online is so important because that's what we all do. And, you know, whenever I want anything, and I'm sure other people do too, I hop onto Google. I don't go to Bing or Yahoo or anything else. What are they? I just go straight to Google. And what I always say is that if you're not Googleable, you are invisible. Yes, and it Very has true. the right reasons. I was just thinking, as you were saying, you know, why what why say opti opti whatever it is um, okay. versus optique versus contact lens? Exactly right. It's a bit for me. For a long time, I was using the word career transition because that's what you say in the business. But for most people, they think career change. So right. I started changing the wording instead of always saying career transition. Some people use it. More people say, "I want to change my career." Uh, and so, you know, just that tiny turn of phrase could make a difference. It does. It? It's it's amazing um, because I have all the tool sets that show me how much all the words, mm. the volumes of, of each of those different keywords and um, some slight changes can be the difference between a search of 100 uh, people per month to 10,000 people per month. It, it, is, it is remarkable. Um, but I did actually just want to touch back on something that you'd said earlier and um, that I think is an important tip is that getting the right people at the right time. I've experienced that over my career, um, particularly in things, important things, like try and do what you can. I understand when you're starting a business, you don't have a lot of money and you, you don't um, – you have a lot of time, but you don't have a lot of money. So you try and do what you can. But getting the right people. So in in a business sense, I would always go for getting legal advice and um, accounting advice straight away. I also think because marketing is 
how you get visible, how you get clients, which you need, uh, I think you need to, to put the money towards some marketing advice to start with. And likewise, in career change, I do thoroughly recommend it because um, if, you, if you don't know where you're going, uh, you will just keep twisting along by yourself and it, it will take a lot more time to find the right ladder that you're climbing. But if you come back and actually get the advice to start with, and and you help us in so many ways. I see all of the tools that you give out for free and share for free, which is amazing. Um, but you can help them in so many ways to get onto the rungs of the ladder um, because some things might think, seem overwhelming to some people on how to change into that career and you can give them the steps to, to get there and that's what you need is just someone who helps you along the way and, and helps you get there. So I thoroughly um, recommend that one. It's, it's, a, it's a big tip in your life. Make sure you get the right advice. It helped us in business with legal advice. Um, we made sure our contracts were perfect and it paid off in the long run to do that so it makes such a difference because if you prepare I mean actually preparation is key there's that saying where if you want to chop down a tree you should spend two hours chopping down the tree but about six or eight hours sharpening your knife uh, because then it makes it so much easier because otherwise you'd be chopping away for bloody days <laughs> that's it and it's the energy and really you don't want to be spending your time on something that isn't your passion you know mm. you know your passion is career and you will help them get there. Um, you know, I don't want to spend my time on that. I want to actually spend my time in the business or in the career. Um, so I, I think picking the right people to help you along your, your career is important. I think all of the changes that you've had in your career, Nikki, that's that's what's really helped you to get clear on the 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 niche that you want to be in because mm. you've done the education, you've been an employee, you've done your customer service and your client services and all of that actually comes together to make you a very effective business person as well. And, you know, yeah. now that you're, you're in that little niche where you just love it so much and you know you're making a difference in the lives of small business owners, I think that, I mean, that's what life's all about. You found your guy, haven't you? I have. I mean, and I've taken that step. I think that's... <laughs> The, that's another big thing is mm. it's scary to take the step mm. um, but if you prepare and get the right advice then you can take the step and feel confident taking the step and be successful so mm. uh, go out and do it for those that are on the on the edge and thinking oh, I don't really enjoy what I'm doing go get the advice go and work it out and go and get the life you want yeah. that's what I say especially now with all that talk about the great resignation and, you know, people are just fed up after so many years of COVID and they've had so much time working from home that they've realised what it is that they really want versus what it is that they really don't want anymore. And so there's been a huge shift in how people think. And for some, it's changing job industry or uh, changing industry or changing job function. For others, it's actually stepping out of employment altogether, going into self-employment. And if you want to be successful in self-employment, you have to know how to market your business. Without marketing, without sales, there is no business as well. So I think you'd be very well placed to have a chat with Nikki at Automate Now. I think that'd be wonderful. I could talk to you all day, Nikki. It's been so interesting. And I hope that all that 
drilling outside has not been too noisy in the background. Anyone who's been wondering what it is, when you work from home, you just never know. I'm in the middle of renovations, would you believe? <laughs> so that's why there might be a little bit of background noise, which hasn't been too distracting, I don't think. Yeah, so Nikki... Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure. You've had such an interesting uh, career journey and you've gone through some really tough stuff and you've mm. overcome it and and now you've, you've reinvented yourself. And it just goes to show that it's never too late to reinvent your career. And if you're reinventing down the entrepreneurial track and you need marketing, then go and have a chat with Nikki. I'll have all of your links in my show notes at janejacksoncoach.com forward slash podcast. And so you go there and you'll find Nikki Bickley from Automate Now. Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you, Jane. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. (laughs) Bye now. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. For more career inspiration, follow me on LinkedIn and visit janejacksoncoach.com. I'm here to give you the clarity and confidence to land your next job and create a career that is meaningful, rewarding, and fulfilling. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.